Hi, my name is Hananya. Hello there, my name is Shemaine. And my name is Leslie. We're three international friends on a mission to write and publish our first novels. We are the three writing amigas. Hi, how are you? I had an epiphany this morning about getting older. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Just, she's like, oh, God. I'm like, okay, I can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just try and not be in this conversation right now. <laughs> no, but you know, like, um, there is, you know, as you get older, different your priorities change your sensitivities change and all those things and I feel I was just it was really funny I'm like you know I just don't care oh that's <laughs> good one that's a good one yeah that's a good one, yeah I mean you know it takes a long time at least it did for me to get to that place you know like yeah I'm just yeah okay so anyway I just wanted to say that because it felt it felt good yeah yeah I think I think uh, not caring is good yeah, it took me forever to get to that place. It's not to say, obviously, that you don't care yeah. about anything. But, yeah, you know, not caring about the stuff that really doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? You know, and you hear that, you know, don't sweat the small stuff and all that, which sounds really great, but really hard to do. Easier you know? said than done. There you go. Yeah. You know? yeah. But now I feel like, oh, let me adjust this. I feel like I have so much headroom. Is that better? I just yeah. want to make sure that you don't see any of the. <laughs> yeah and you why do you think it? i have like a blanket here oh. <laughs> I, didn't oh, even, I didn't even notice it i know i'm like it blends in so nobody's gonna totally notice <laughs> that's brilliant but that's like my bag and like my laptop stuff from work and everything is just there yeah. so yes your blanket good. over it nobody can tell exactly mm-hmm. so i like it so nice to see you guys in the sunlight. I have a friend. I think I told you this when we were thinking, and we are still going to come and visit you. This is, it's not off the table. But I, I think I mentioned that I have a friend who lives in Amsterdam, yeah. um, American guy that I have known since the very first film I worked on as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the boyfriend of the director uh, who passed away from HIV AIDS, unfortunately. Oh years ago yeah but Rudy and I met then and his name's Rudy obviously American guy and I he uh uh I think he married a a Dutch guy and he has lived in the Netherlands now for I don't know 20 25 years or some really long time um maybe longer so anyway I had planned that when we come I would also see him I haven't seen him in a million years you know and I reached out on Facebook because we're Facebook friends still and he's like oh that'd be so cool uh so anyway he came to the states he didn't come to the west coast though so he you know he went to the east coast and was visiting and whatever and was posting and then he just posted today he goes uh something to the effect I think this will be my last trip to the states oh wow oh no yeah and so I wrote him back okay see you in Amsterdam and he's like you know yeah so now two reasons I have to go to Amsterdam and three reasons I need to come there just so we can all be together Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that that doing two like that in the UK means f off by the way yeah like this way yeah that that means f Mm -hmm. off 
and the other way is peace. So, so, <laughs> so if a Brit goes like that, then you should be offended. So. <laughs> Yet another moment, little thing that comes in and we realize we live in different countries. Mm. What can I do to say, cool, but not offend the Brits? Oh, cool. I don't know. Thumbs up. Well, oh, thumbs up. Is thumbs what? up good? That's pretty good everywhere, right? Well, yeah. no, you can't do the okay I learned okay. is not good everywhere. Oh. Well. <laughs> that could mean something completely different. <laughs> well, thumbs up then. <laughs> there we go. I'm curious though. I don't know what, I don't know what, what, what country is that offensive in? Let's look at it. I'd have to. Okay, hold on. Let me Google it. Yeah, you're faster than me. Yeah. Definitely don't give a thumbs up in the Middle East. Oh. Okay. Sign of uh, um, approval in most countries. However, in several countries, in West Africa, the Middle East, including Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan, the gesture has the connotation of up yours. It has gestures. You have to like check that along with currency with your own home country. So it said it's used the same way um, the middle finger is in the U.S. So now, now you know. See how research is important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know. Just like we have all done some research for our books. Mm-hmm. You know, it was actually fun. We want to talk about research to look back um, because all of us have written, although, Nanya, you're kind of doing some new research now, but we've written our first drafts. And, you know, if you did some research and I did a lot, you know, going through to remind myself what I actually looked up, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. it was like, oh, wow, you know, um, it was really kind of interesting. I um, I looked up all kinds of things and, you know, but I looked up random stuff like, how do you butcher a hawk? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And this is the thing, I got one of the many things I love about living in the current age that we do and the internet is you can look up anything. Because I apparently Googled hog butchering in the 1930s <laughs> USA. <laughs> and Amazing. came up with, I'm covering one of your faces for a second, but covering up with hog killing day on the farm circa 1930. And this is like someone wrote in their diary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, but that's the, the, the kind of thing that's really cool because you can get their perspective on it and then that kind of gets you in their head because obviously I didn't live in the 1930s and I've never butchered a hog and I've never even lived on a farm, but my character lives in the 1930s and she lives on a farm where hog butchering, you know, would make sense. Um, and you can find things where it's, you know, people are talking in their own words. You know, um, they told me a lot of stuff I used in the book, actually, about the scaffold, which is an A-frame and, you know, how you boil, you know, I didn't use all of this, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I put a lot of it in first and then, you know, you kind of. Well, I just, I just remembered, I I just remembered reading that part of, of the chapter when, when, yeah, when Lottie is, uh, Letty, sorry, is getting uh, yeah, has to go up the hill to see her, see Mama. And yeah. it was really, it was a really good description for somebody that doesn't like description. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that all came from research, like, you know, finding in because part of it is, you know, with my documentary background, 
you can find various levels of research, right? You can find someone reporting on something. You can find, you know, statistics. I need that too. Like I'll look for that, like if I was making a film, but I also really look for firsthand accounts because that's just out of my, you know, documentary training. You want to find people who write letters or whatever. So like another thing that, um, uh, uh, Shamim, you might remember, it, it, I, I can't remember now if I've cut it down. Quite, I think I may have cut this part out. I'm not really sure. But also like I learned like, well, when did, you have to ask yourself questions. So it's the 1930s. And I don't know, starting out, didn't know a lot about it really. It's like, well, did they have electricity out in the rural places or not? You know, so I asked myself that question. So then I did research about electricity and it turns out they didn't bring electricity out into the more rural, smaller towns and things until like uh, the 1930s and early to, you know, starting then, which was perfect because then I can have a moment when electricity and there was a reason, um, you know, in the book. So then I found like this guy and he writes, I can still remember in December 1937 exactly where I was when I saw the lights come on. My brother and I were walking from the barn to the house and suddenly the house lit up. Like when you read that, it gives you a feeling and then you can take that feeling and impart that in your story, into your story, you know? And I, hopefully I did that. I can't remember, did I leave that? I can't even remember if I still am like, oh, I'm not terrible. Um, but I wrote a- uh, there, there, was, there was a conversation about electricity. So I think I, I, think I cut it down. Um, but at one point I had written, more about how they experienced getting electricity to their house. Um, and that all came from, you know, looking stuff up and seeing if you can find firsthand accounts is really cool because you can, it helps you to kind of get inside of the mind of the people at that time, you know, if you can find it. I mean, not everywhere for you, Hananya, will be, would be a much more difficult, but not maybe completely impossible. You know, um, people did keep diaries of some sorts, and sometimes that's helpful. It, it's easier when it's like 1800 to the present. You're going to mm -hmm. find a lot more material, you know, because um, it, it was it could be preserved, and people were writing diaries, and people more people could write. Mm. You know, a lot of people were really illiterate. Mostly, people were illiterate even in the 1800s. You know. Um, but you could find a lot more of that. And that just lends so much more um, authenticity and creativity to, you know, your research because you don't experience the things necessarily that you're writing about. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't write about it, you know? So. Anyway, I'm just saying. So, Hananya, what, where are you in your research now? Because I know you have... It's been challenging in some ways. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I feel like I also haven't really worked on my book a lot this month just because life. But yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of leaving myself little notes of like, okay, check this, make sure this existed or how would I worth this? Is this like, you know, the right word for it? Or um, what would I call this? Kind of like stuff like that um, for my time period. That makes more sense, I guess. Um, and I mean, I came prepared. All right. Oh, wow. Oh my God. 
<laughs> you have. A I came prepared. Oh, I, have, I have some of those books. <laughs> I have so but, many books. Same book on yeah, exactly on writing or like writing adjacent stuff. Um, yeah. So I. I've done tons of research in my past about like how it do you even counts. write a book it all and, counts, like, by the way exactly so that's why I brought it up like yeah done so much research I feel like even when I was like just starting out writing I like researched the stuff of like okay how do I even put dialogue correctly you know like how do I do punctuation and like how do I do that like that was like one of the first things I think I researched when I first started out writing um so like you go through all these different stages of like, how do I do this correctly? How do I do this correctly? You have to indent your work if, you know, you want to do it more officially and like stuff like that. So those are the general things I've also researched. So that's why I also have like a lot of just like craft books, because I also like to kind of learn more about how other people write their books or like what certain things are that you can implement in general story writing. Um, obviously because I have so many ideas I want to make sure that they all kind of work Um, but more specifically for this book I have two that I bought specifically for this um, which is this one which is a a time traveler's guide to um, medieval England and that kind of writes as if it's a first-hand account of like walking through a town and like what you see and like stuff like that. So that is very useful in that sense. So it's it's written kind of out of a perspective of a person that walks through a town. So it's literally telling you like, if you walk through this town, you would see this and this and this, and you would smell this and this and this, and like, you could probably see this and this and this. And this is how that would work at that time. Um, and I think this so more focuses on like a specific kind of era um so obviously like the medieval times is very broad period but I think they focus more so like 1300s and up I think um it says it somewhere in the book but I've forgotten by the time like now but very interesting I think so that's why I have like a lot of tabs I also have a different one somewhere on like online I don't remember what it's called it's like a medieval um like encyclopedia almost that's what I want to call it um, but I think it's called something like all things medieval, something like that. Um, and there has like stuff of like, okay, this is armor. This is like, whatever, like it has very detailed stuff on like specific things. So I feel like I could probably dive into that if I have specific questions of like certain things um, to kind of see what that says. And then I also bought this book, which it's in Dutch because that's the only way that I could find it. Um <laughs> It basically it's from Marie de France and it's called De Lay. Um okay. and it's just basically like poems, but it's love poems because in my book I kind of reference my main character Amelia reading something. Um and I was like, do they even have something like that? And I wanted her to read something like romantic. And I was like, I don't even know if they had anything like that. And yeah, that's this a good one. that's a good one. Is like something that was around at that time and it's like I guess a love poem I haven't read it but I bought it for that reason so I was like I kind of need to know what that would say and kind of how that would go to kind of be more in like Amelia's brain and like what she would have read at the time so that's why I got this and it's I could only find it in Dutch which I kind of hate but it's fine um so I've done that and I've just like tons of tabs and everything of like 
did they have this? How did the dress look like? Just stuff like that. You know, you have to research everything, I feel. Um, just like yeah. tiny things. Yeah, but see, those are the things that bring authenticity to mm-hmm. your story. Yeah. Right? You know, it's, you know, you don't have to, I, I, I don't like the books that where they, the author may do a fair amount of research, mm-hmm. but you don't want to put all your research in no. your story. Yeah, right? no. You go crazy and they, it's descriptive mm-hmm. every little thing and it's also all perfect and I'm like bored to tears because mm-hmm. the story isn't going anywhere yeah you know um but yeah I did the same thing like I would I wrote refri- is there refrigeration is there electricity yeah and then I went back when I did the next pass and mm-hmm. then I spent some time you know yeah researching. so I feel like for me I've done like tons of little things also like how would someone address the princess like you know, is it your highness? Is it your majesty? Is it my lady? Is it like, what is it? Um, kind of stuff like that as well. Where like, how do you refer to people? Um, you know. You've done a lot. You've done right? a lot for somebody. I've done a lot. Yes. But I, what this is making me think is that when, you know, the period where you were having research PTSD almost, <laughs> it, it, it had nothing to do with research at all. No. It had everything to do with something else. But anyway, I'm like, holy shit. Yes. Yeah. I've done like so much like tiny things and I would leave myself like notes huge. of like, yeah, I consider them tiny because they, they don't have like, you know, impact on the story in a sense of like, oh, this is going to change my story. This is more so like, okay, how do I describe this? Like, or like, how do I call this? And it's not like, oh, I have a, a tree. Like, what kind of tree is it? You know, like, I don't research that kind of stuff, which I guess you could do, you know, if you wanted to be more specific on, like, what you described. But I haven't done that. Um, but, for instance, I, because you know me, I'm crazy. I actually found the planting calendar for <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> wow. Yes. And so it has you know, when you, when you, which plants they generally, you know, beets, uh-huh. broccoli, blah, 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 what time of year, because my, I had to know, cause she's going right. to go in the garden during a certain time of year. Yeah. And it's a farm. Growing there. And it's a like, farm. Yeah. So that I, makes sense. So I had to know. So it depends on what your story is, but you're right. It's the research yeah. for me, at least is it can have some impact on your on your narrative, but mm-hmm. mostly it's about atmosphere. Yeah, it's about the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's about the world. I agree. Not- when I was reading your book, mm-hmm. and it came to broccoli, I was sitting there thinking, was broccoli a thing back then? Because in my growing up life, never saw broccoli, never saw broccoli over here. But that could be could because of our climate and loss of, I haven't, look, I haven't Googled when did broccoli first appear in the UK, but I did think about it when I read your book though. I thought, was, you know, was broccoli a thing? Yeah. Like I looked up that specifically, what, what kind of trees do they have? What kind of um, animals on the farm? What kinds of uh, crops can they grow? Because it is important to my story. If it's not important to your story, just because your story's in the 1930s in in Southern Illinois, even or whatever in the United States, you wouldn't necessarily have to, you know, research that. That's the thing about figuring out what you do need. Uh, let's talk about these books that you have and I have the same because I think okay. they're really cool. These the, the these ones, yeah. yeah, like this one. <laughs> yeah, I have actually. Oh, yeah. I only pulled this one up for our purposes, mm. which is the rural setting. the rural setting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, a writer's guide to personal and natural places. There's a whole mm-hmm. series. Of oh, I love books. it. Oh, I also have the yeah. the urban. Yeah. Yep. And I have the emotional thingy yes, as well. These are fantastic. they're so good. So good. So good. Because if you're writing, well, I think even if you're writing in, in an era, whatever a world doesn't matter. Know, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it can really supplement, you know, and things so like good. there's stuff in here that you don't even think about. Like, it's like, right. okay, you know, if you're in a farm, I have the sounds you might hear, the yep. sounds you might hear, like smells, never, the smells, the taste, um, you know, the yep. kinds of people you might find. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, even a- sometimes they have like the, um, um, what would cause friction in a certain yes. area? So like, for example, a kitchen, it could be like someone tosses something over and then it's like a drama. So like they put so much in here. It's so useful. It's so I've, useful. Never, I've never heard of those books. I've just written it down. To Highly sure. recommend. Yeah. And thereby just, we should plug them. Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. Okay. And yeah. it's the, it's the, they're, yeah. So they're, each one is the, uh, is a thesaurus to something else, but they're basically a writer's guide to personal and natural. Well, that's no, that's just how look up their names, Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. These books are fantastic. I think there's four, yeah. right? Cause I think that's, no, there's like there's four? 13. Oh my God. Well, I have four. Of them. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually 13, but there, yeah. I, there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. They're um, fantastic research yeah. books. I have two. just gotten these three, but I feel like there's like 10. Okay, I didn't remember because I had it for a long time. I have them somewhere on like my like wish list because I feel like I have to get all of these at some point. Because they're I just, they oh, want to so go on one to see if there's other ones that I should have. But they just, even if you don't use their thoughts, the categories alone will yeah. get you to think about the kinds of yeah. At things you can include in your atmosphere so just on every level they're really fantastic books yeah it really helps me with like my my description and like my world building stuff of like kind of setting the scene because like she goes to a stable so i first i was like oh well stable and then now i'm like the familiar smell of hay and like i'm like yes (laughs) yes so they are very useful. Like they gave me so much inspiration to write like the description side of stuff. So highly recommend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was going to do a thumbs up and then I changed my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Should we come up with a different side that's like not offensive? I don't know if it's possible. No, I just do. Think it's... Yep. I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible to do I don't anything. Think it's possible either. Yeah. I just don't think it's possible to do anything that isn't going to offend someone. Yeah. I think the okay sign was like, you know, it's only in Brazil. So anyway, Shamim. Yes. Uh, so Shamim, for your research, like for Hanani and I, we're both, you know, past. I mean, well, the 80s we're, is past. Yeah, but, but I feel like our research is more focused on like past and like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, has it been different for you being more recent? Kind of, because, because I was, you know, I lived that period. So... I relied on a lot on my my uh, fading historical memory, I suppose. But I had to I had to do the same as you two. I had to go back and do a lot of fact check fact fact checking mm-hmm. because it's set in the late nineteen eighties, um, and it was very um, it, there was a very political landscape. 
So for the UK, the miners' strike had, had uh, you know, it was two years after the miners' strike. Margaret Thatcher was prime minister. Um, it's a working class town that hated uh, everything that Margaret Thatcher and the, and the Conservatives stood for as very Labour, hardcore red. Um, and, um, it, you know, and it was the 80s. So there's a lot about music. So music features a lot in in uh, in my story because my protagonist is really into music. A lot of the people are into music. So it was that bit was fun going back to you know um Whitney Whitney Houston when she when she arrived on the scene all bouncy and you know all her curly big hair weave um Prince as well obviously you know Purple Rain post well it was post Purple Rain um Madonna um you know it was 80s was it's just very very vivid colorful descriptive um, so ghetto blasters because I had a I had a ghetto blaster yeah, yeah. And I used to carry it around like I was the dog's bollocks. Oh, so, yeah. And then put it on outside the chip shop because we never had enough money to actually buy food. <laughs> but just used to dance around, get a blaster. Simple, yeah. simple stuff. Um, so, yeah, that, that was good. I I also, because I made myself notes, um, I had to be careful that a lot of my today language and, you know, slang terms didn't creep in. To, and I really, you know, and I'm very conscious now because I I've purposely watched lots of films, TV series, podcasts, and I'm very conscious of dialogue. And when I'm watching something now set in the 80s or even the 70s, I can spot it like a boil when they're saying something that just did not, um, could not have been conceived at that time. You know, it was these were the days before the internet. There was no mobile phones. Um, you know, when you were out, you were just not contactable and it was fine. And just just things like that. That, that was good. I I also um I've also had to read a lot about uh, about narcissists, about domestic abuse. So that was really um I think there was a low point where I was reading some books, then because every night before I go to bed, I read. But because of my subject matter was so dark I was just like oh you know what I don't want to read this to, before I go to because usually I choose subject matter that's going to empty my mind and now and now I was filling my head with all this stuff yeah. and there's one book which is which is really good because I think he won um the Booker Prize or he was a, he was a shortlisted or I think he might have won it I can't remember but it's um Shaggy Bane um it's called Shaggy Bane written by Douglas Stewart and it's set in Scotland in Glasgow and the reason that I, I read it is because it's got um it's a very Glaswegian um you know that's how they speak um really strong accent so you can you can you can feel the Scottishness when you're reading it and in my book I want people to feel the Welshness but that but his descriptions were so powerful so dark that that and so graphically violent but not not gratuitous but just you know, it's all about a little boy who grows up um, in a dysfunctional family. His mother's an alcoholic and he grows up really with no love, having to fend for himself. It's a really sad story. Um, and, and it, you know, could be, you know, it could have been true easily, but it's just so many horrible things happen to him. And you just it's a bit like I don't know if you watch The Maid on Netflix. It's like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. And then you're thinking, please, God, something good happened to Shaggy Bane. Yeah. 
yeah so I you know I did I did a lot and then it was all about remembering you know um joining the army what the process was because it's night and day different to what it is today and just really being careful and I guess you two were the same you had to be careful that the present didn't creep into the past exactly I mean I want to go back to language just for a second that is probably one of the most important things is getting the right your language in your dialogue yeah because I ran across that too and another thing I did of course me googled slang terms in 1930s USA yeah. because you know kids say things so like you know what are the right terms what would they have said so language is important and you know it's really interesting because you're the 80s you think of it as so close yeah but you're right you know you or the Welshness of it you know where, where that might be in the slang used or you know whatever um the dialogue in the right vernacular says so much about your character and your world right? well yeah when you think about it like each of our worlds you know pre-internet were very very small I mean like super mm -hmm. small compared to the way it is today so they wouldn't have had the outside influences they wouldn't have had you know all of their information is going to come from a newspaper um so uh, you know nothing's in real time you know Maybe the news, yeah, the news, I guess, but not really, not real time, real time, not the way it is today. Right, that's the, that was it, or gossip. Yeah, and for, and, 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 and four TV channels where the last program finishes like, I don't know, mid, midnight in the week and maybe one o'clock on a, on a, when they're playing a horror film or something, you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And then Sunday is very religious day, you know, so, so the shops were shut um pubs shut early because everyone had to be respectful and and that wasn't just in Port Albert where I grew up that was across the UK at the time as well you know there was no such thing as uh, going to a mall shopping on a Sunday right or going to a restaurant you ate you know everybody ate at home so but yeah brings the right the reader sorry into your world right by mentioning those little things you know I'm walking down the street and you know of course, I can't get a meal. However, you do it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. like it brings you into that world. It's so important. Yeah, um, but even I, I struggled though. I, I've struggled. What I've struggled with is not so much descriptions, but but the diff because Hannah's a mixed race, family's mixed race, you know, um, and her friends, uh, you know, it, it's it's very it's a very colorful landscape, I guess. But bringing in the eighties then of you know black people got a different type of weave then compared to what it'd be today um not as sophisticated not as realistic um and then you've got like perms huge like back home hair uh lots of lots of makeup that's not particularly done well because it was just shoveled on in those days during if you were going out on a friday night kind of thing but yeah just things just just bringing in that descript the, the descriptions of the of the different characters, you know, because the mother character, as an example, at the time was probably less than 50 years old, but being 50 in the late 1980s was way different to being 50 today. It was a lot older. You dressed older, you acted older. And I guess it was the same for 1930s. And I guess, Hanania, is that something for your story as well? In that the old, 
you know, I don't consider 50 old, by the way. So not anymore. It's not anymore. Not anymore, no. But in, in 1980, you know, it was. Yes. Because, because you know, you didn't go out and party. You were just, you were at home putting your slippers on and being like, being old. So just things like that. I'm just having to be mindful. Of. Pretty, it's It's really, I'm enjoying it. It's good fun. Apart from all the crap films I've had to watch. <laughs> Although it's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to read it when you're ready, but I know that it's got to be tough when you're dealing with a you know a hard subject. But at the same time, you have to, right? If you're going to bring all those same elements, you know. Yeah, but there is humor. There is. It's not all gloom and doom. There is humor. Good. It is humor. Humor plotted, dotted throughout the book because you know we all know even when you live in, live in a time that's full of strife. You haven't got enough money. You have, you know, you haven't got this and you haven't got that. I don't know. I just think the human psyche is 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 not to wallow in in misery and despair. You make the best of what you got, and uh, and you maximize you maximize opportunities. And some of the op- some some of those opportunities are good things. Some of them are not very good things. So, so yeah. So yeah, I had a question for you, Hanania. Sorry for mm-hmm. changing the subject, but I read an article. I wanted to ask your opinion, both your opinions, because you got this historical thing connection between you. So I read an article that a, a thing has come out in the US about people saying that certain actresses have smartphone face, and what they mean by that is that certain actresses um, and are not con- um, not convincing when they do like an historical drama piece. Because they've got perfect teeth, they've got veneers, oh, yeah. so that so that the the look of them, you know, the perfectness just would not lend itself to you know to those a, times, yeah. a period drama. So I just wanted like is is that something that's entered your minds for like historical um, fiction and drama? Just about you know the the and they're calling it like the Instagram era, you know. People are looking, people want to be perfect or be seen as perfect. And when you go back in time, the further you go back, the less perfect you can actually be because mm-hmm. the resources weren't there. I just wondered what you thought about that. So I've never really thought about that, to be honest. Yeah. I don't I don't think I describe my characters in such ways that it's very detailed. So maybe that's why. Um, but that's a very good point. Because yeah. like obviously, like, you know, you have teeth missing or yeah, there's no dentist. Or... Yeah, there's decay and yeah, and smelliness. I mean, hair is also not perfect because I mean, they didn't shower. Yeah, bathed every once in a while. It's I'm split on all of this. Like sometimes there'll be like a historical thing that's based on real people, or it's you know, it's the story of someone who was actually alive, um, a fictional story, you know. Is, and people and then people will tear it apart. Like the doctor comes in and says you couldn't have this. And I'm like, not a documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So you know, and me coming from as a documentarian, it's like not a documentary. This is entertainment. I think what you're saying, it's it, it's kind of part of that. People want to, you know, pick a pop. Like, okay, I will admit this. I just I love Bridgerton. <laughs> Yes, so do okay. I. Yes, so, so do, do we. Yeah. And I love Queen's Charlotte. Was I yeah. haven't watched it. <gasps> Brilliant. What? I haven't watched it yet. Don't spoil oh, it. Okay, just no. I have watched Bridgerton, just not the okay. Queen Charlotte one. You gotta watch okay. Queen Charlotte. I actually think Charlotte is better than Bridgerton. Is my oh, opinion. I think so too. And we can't. We'll talk about it another time so that we don't blow it for you. Yeah. But 
I, I don't know when I'm going to watch it, though. Like, it might be a while. But, uh, can I, I? Okay, then. My perspective is that I have read what people have been saying about that because, you know, representation, having black star actors in, in, in a time and things like that. I, I watched it and I didn't get I didn't give two shits that Queen oh, Charlotte yeah. was black. I thought she was amazing. I thought she was amazing. And I, I I personally don't think that everything we watch on TV should should be, you know, I just don't think everybody should be white because the world isn't like that. Do you know what I mean? Um so what I was gonna say about the whole thing about casting, you know, um it's freaking fiction, okay? That's yeah. what I want to say. Number one, it's freaking fiction. These are not documentaries. Get freaking over it. Preach, preach. I mean, I'm so done, you know? Um, and the other thing that I want to say is that um, I do think that, as we've been talking about, a certain amount of actual research to create the atmosphere to understand if this would happen or that would happen really adds to your story. But again, it's not a documentary. So you don't have to have, you know, in a TV drama, you know, the, the actress doesn't have to have a tooth missing so that it's, it's correct, right? Um, now there are those, there are movies and some television programs, but mostly in movies where like Monster, when, um, was it Theron? Um, uh, who played the woman monster, this um, female serial killer and man. Oh, yeah, Shelley's, yeah, yeah, Shelley, she's brilliant. Was it her? Yeah. Brilliant, like, and she went all the way there and they did stuff with her teeth and like, and that's amazing, right? And that was purposeful to that particular story, you know, and quite frankly, if every single historical story uh, movie or television was made really to the point of looking like a doc, people wouldn't want to watch that stuff. No. Like, you oh. want the romanticized version of things. Yeah. Of course they do. Because, because you want to see Jason tradition. Momoa be do whatever he wants. Okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, right? Yes. I mean, come on now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wouldn't mind I mean, having a cup of coffee with him. <laughs> Thank you. And if you want the real grit in the watch a freaking documentary. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Like I I started this by saying I woke up realizing I don't care anymore, right? Yeah. (laughs) Mic dropped right there. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Just say. Yeah. I have nothing more to say on the subject. I think we should go get coffee. Yes. <laughs> that should be off the airwaves. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out with us. Be sure to follow Hananya at Hananya Leclerc on Instagram and YouTube. Follow Shamim on Instagram at rnpinkhamauthor. And Leslie on Instagram at ld.feral.writer. Or catch all of us on YouTube at 3 Writing Amigas. Until our next hangout, keep on writing. Keep on writing.